Fix Edition for the YSFTX podcast. This is your host, Azur Siddiqui. As a reminder, YSFTX is my platform to inform the South Asian community about Texas and national politics. You can find us on all forms of social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and last but not least, on Coffee Mornings with Aisha on Monday mornings on Radio Azad. Finally, you can check out our website, www.yzeptx.com. Remember, everyone, let's get educated, let's get wiser, and let's start giving a hoot. All right, folks, remember, early voting begins October 22nd, all the way up until November 2nd, and Election Day is November 6th. If you have not registered to vote, it is too late to do so, but if you have, please start wising up on your candidates. We've had plenty of really great candidate interviews, um, so there's really no excuse for you not to know about who is on your ballot. Today's interview with is with Kim Olson, and she is running to be the Agriculture Commissioner of Texas. Now you may be wondering, um, who is that? What do they do? And I have no clue what they do. Well, yeah, same here. But as we all know, we all need to wise up on the candidates and find out who's on our ballot. Um, just to give you an idea, according to ballot. Ballotpedia, in 2013 Texas budget, uh, they were allocated over $592 million. Um, That's a huge chunk of money, a huge chunk of our money, taxpayer money that's being um, used in this department. So they do a variety of things such as, you know, helping economic uh, development um, for rural communities, uh, you know, trying to administer better healthy living such as food and nutrition programs, administering the National School Lunch and Breakfast Program for Texas school children, attempting to fight obesity in Texas through a statewide campaign highlighting healthy living, um, assistance to feed the hungry, you know, through certain initiatives. Uh, they also, you know, check to see how the agricultural crops um, are from harmful pests and diseases. Um, they also try and provide financial assistance to farmers and ranchers in the form of loans. Um, they advocate for policies on the federal, state, and local levels that are beneficial to the agricultural sector. Um, they also attempt to have consumer protection to regulate fuel pumps in Texas, uh, regulate all weights and measure devices such as grocery store scales, um, and several other things. So. It's a pretty wide-ranging job, and they have a lot of responsibilities. Our current agriculture commissioner is Sid Miller, and um, while at Wise Up Texas, we try not to, you know, go along party lines, but I will state that the current agriculture commissioner has had some very um, contentious posts on his uh, Facebook account, um, and he's an elected official, such as comparing Syrian refugees to rattlesnakes, um, He's posted jokes where someone felt very depressed and called the suicide hotline and it was rerouted to Pakistan because apparently people over there were very excited to recruit suicide bombers there. Um, And he has also taken some medical treatment. One was called the Jesus shot in which he used taxpayer dollars to pay for that. So um, yes, very, very interesting gentleman. And so it's always good for us to hear other candidates that uh, may not have that have um, maybe our community's best interests at heart because some of those Facebook posts only help incite or uh, keep spreading um, the hatred and the Islamophobia that's been really hurting the South Asian community. 
Of course, you can check out um, our website, www.wiseftx.com, and then check out the blog of the interview with Kim Olsen. Um, you'll see some of the controversy that is kind of behind her running for office. You'll see um, what Sid Miller, Commissioner Sid Miller, is about in his campaign page, and you can get a little bit more detail there. But right now, let's pivot over to the interview, and let's hear what Kim Olsen has to say. today is Kim Olson, who is running for Texas Agricultural Commissioner. Thank you for joining us today, Kim. Oh, it is my pleasure. Always great to talk on the radio. Awesome. So, um, many of my listeners, including myself, we don't really know what the Agricultural Commissioner does. Um, do you want to explain, you know, what their job duties are and how do you think it impacts our day-to-day -day lives? Well, first of all, I would tell you that every single one of you is in agriculture because every single one of you eat and you all wear clothes. Matter of fact, you, your consumers out there are the most powerful people in agriculture because you drive the market. But there's a couple duties that the Department of Ag does that you might not know about. The first is that we make sure you get a good gallon of gas for your hard-earned dollar. Next time you're filling up your gas tank, look at the sticker that's on the pump, Department of Ag. So we do weights and measures, meaning anything that's scanned or put on a scale. Even the um, TSA scale at the airport, your Department of Ag, uh, make sure, again, that it's uh, – it protects our consumers. The next thing your Department of Ag does is it three it feeds three million Texas children every day free and reduced lunch. We set the policies for what kind of food gets served in our school system. And I think some oh. of the kids out there might tell you maybe some of that food's not so good all the time, and we can work on improving food and bringing fresh fruits to fruits and you know to families out there. Okay. The next thing we do is we uh, do Meals on Wheels with Texas Feeding Texans, so seniors that might be struggling, they can get help from the Department of Ag. And the last thing we do, probably the most important, is rural development. So if your family lives out in a rural area, wouldn't it be nice to have broadband internet so that you can go to school, finish school, start a business, and even do telemedicine? So it's a big job, and it takes a big leader to do it, and I'm your girl. Wow. Uh those duties, I really had no clue. Like, I knew there were certain things about with food and maybe more with cattle and agriculture. So I, I even myself, was not aware of all the duties y'all did. And um, kind of talking about the lunches at school, you know, born and raised in Dallas myself, in the suburbs of Dallas, there were definitely some lunches I did not enjoy. So <laughs> that's really good to know that, um, you know, there is some oversight with it, and there is something that we can actually do about it to maybe change the lunches that are provided to our kids in school. Exactly. You know, our kids today are kind of at risk of getting type 2 diabetes before they get out of high school, and that's all because food is the problem. Right. Depending on what they consume, yeah. But you know what else? Food is the answer, and I want to be on the food is the answer part of that equation. Awesome. Good to know. All right, and, and sorry, I'm going to ask one quick question. Um, when you're talking about bringing, you know, the food to the table, um, are you involved with some of the regulations of the type of food that can be sold in the state of Texas? Does that have anything to do with Ag Commissioner? Well, sure. We, we license things. We set the policy, especially if we receive any kind of money from the federal government. That's why the free and reduced lunch is so important, because your Department of Ag can set the policies for that. So if we want to import food that is more culturally appropriate, which is my big push for especially in school systems to push food that's culturally appropriate for no matter who's eating it, 
and, right. and exposing folks to great food. And I know where you're driving. Look, I, li- I lived overseas in, in Asia for about five years, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I over, like... Yeah, I grew up overseas, so I understand okay. exactly So helping with like vegetarian Absolutely. diets that are in schools or no pork diets exactly. uh, in schools. Okay, okay. So you would, you would be able to help implement those types of policies in schools, making it easier for those school children. Exactly, because what you don't want, you don't want hungry kids because they can't consume the kinds of foods that are being offered. And again, I just think it's really appropriate that we give local uh, school systems controls because they know their children best, as do the teachers know their kids best. And if moms and dads get involved in, let's say, you know, a food booster club, which I think is incredible, what if we put... um, uh, gardens in every single elementary school across all the districts. It, that would be fantastic because then we expose kids to how food is grown, what it is, and how you can cook it and consume it. You know, food doesn't come in a bag, right? Which is what a lot of kids think. So, so what are the I current regulations for those kids currently? I mean, like, are, is there anything in place right now under Sid Miller's administration about those that have dietary restrictions? I doubt it. I doubt it from that level. My guess is you feel something out when you go into schools, but hopefully we can educate both the uh, nutritionists who work in the school systems, help them to help kids with their dietary restrictions. Because, you know, you have kids that are gluten intolerant. You have kids that have peanut allergies. So I'm sure there are are mechanisms in place for that. But, again, this is about culturally appropriate food. That's I I believe in that. That's a great question. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's that's really important for our community, not just our community, but Texans as a whole, like as a parent, like those are so, certain concerns that you definitely have. I know growing up, um, for my parents, I was always told like, uh, you can't eat pork, so you know, make sure you don't eat the pepperoni pizza, or, and, and sometimes pepperoni was the only thing that was available when I was eating lunch at school, so yeah, I did eat, have a hungry lunch. So th- yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think it's great that you as a candidate are realizing the diversity of Texans. You know, South Asians is one of the largest uh, growing minority groups in Texas. And yes. um, and so that those things are taken into account um, for the kids that attend schools in Texas, public schools at least. So you've kind of given us an overview of what the Agricultural Commissioner does. Um, why do you believe you're the most qualified person for this position? Well, the Department of Ag is an agency, and the way I'm, I'm applying for the job and the way I get the job is you all vote me in. And here's what you're voting for when you vote for uh, Kim Olson. Number one, I'm a 25-year combat veteran from the United States Air Force. I was in the first generation of female pilots, and why that's important is I know how to work with folks across the aisle, folks with both, you know, mostly men who thought maybe I shouldn't have been there, but I was able to be successful retiring as a full colonel. I also... Um, did a nonprofit called Grace After Fire, which helped veterans reintegrate after doing uh, tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. So I understand a mission that is beyond myself, which is exactly what Ag has to do. The third is that I was actually the head HR for Dallas ISD. It had a half a billion dollar budget, two hundred. 22,000 empl- or 22,000 employees. So I understand big budgets and how to get them in on time and that it matters how you carry yourself as a professional in the organization you're running. And then the last thing is Department of Ag is about uh, managing people. And of course, I would offer that the military is one of the best places to learn how to be an executive leader. And that's exactly what your Department of Agriculture does. And the final thing is, and I think the most important, is that this position has to rep 
represent all Texans. Again, because all Texans eat, you all wear clothes, and you all should be represented in that department. It's not a red issue or a blue issue. Running the Department of Agriculture is actually a red, white, and blue issue. All right. Good to know. Um, so, you know, I'm going to ask you that question. Why do you believe you're better than Sid Miller? Um, I know on a personal level, and I've covered this definitely on Wise Up Texas, uh, some of the Facebook posts that he's, they're, they're quite controversial that he posts on his, um, like, not even his personal site, on his actual site as Ag Commissioner, um, comparing um, Syrian refugees to rattlesnakes, which I'm not sure has to do with agriculture. He has also made um, a joke on his Facebook page, something along the lines of someone who you know felt suicidal called the suicide hotline. It was rerouted to Pakistan because they're trying to reroute suicide. Uh, they're trying to recruit suicide bombers and and south asians include the pakistani american community so that was pretty insulting for our community to say the least um and 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 that's you know that's on a a whole nother level that's besides agriculture right but i guess it's kind of a two-part question why do you think you're better than sid miller like on like that social level of inclusiveness or and on top of that even as an agricultural commissioner well, I think you kind of answered your question for you with what the post and what he focuses on as the leader of an organization that can generate almost $106 billion in revenue for this state. It's the second largest economy in the United States, 10th largest in the world. Matter of fact, our economy is even bigger than Russia. So it needs a serious leader to run it that's focused on the men and women that produce and those consumers out there. Look, you want to be a professional in that office. And like I said, you need to represent all Texans. And I do find it very disheartening that this is what you focus on and this is how you use your power. You have to be responsible, you have to be ethical, and again, you have to be the kind of leader that all Texans can be proud of, and I'm not quite sure that's where we are right now. I've heard and been to 228 counties in this state, I'm chasing Beto all over the place, uh-huh. and I've talked to farmers and ranchers, I've walked their fields, visited their farms, sat at their family dinner tables, because here's the thing, representative government is about going out and listening to people and representing them in Austin, not the other way around. And the way you do that is you go visit them where they are. And I will run the Department of Agriculture just like I ran my campaign. I'm running for something I'm run against, versus running against somebody. I am going to represent all Texans, whether it's those of you in the urban areas or those out in the rural and then the suburb suburbans in the middle, producers and ranchers and those consumers out there in Texas. And I think um, my um, service record of serving um, – service before self, I think he, I think that I have um, worked very hard in the 22 months to earn the respect of all kinds of associations out there and voters that would be proud to have um, someone like me in this office. All right. So my final question is, again, kind of two-part. Um, why do you think the South Asian community should vote for you? And uh, if we want to learn more about you, how can we do that? Well, I'll, put, I'll take the first, I'll back into it. If you want to learn more about this campaign and all the issues we're finding in the field is um, go to votekimolson.org. Every issue we've, we've uh, found since we've been campaigning is on the site. I've been to the Asian American meetings several times, especially up there in Colleyville and over in Dallas and visited down in the Houston area. So again, it's not so much about who votes you into office, it's who you have to represent. And I would offer that I would represent your community just like any other community that's out there. And the reason you care about agriculture is because, again, I'll repeat it one more time for dramatic effect, that you consume the food, you 
feed your children what we bring to them in the grocery stores. You want good, clean, safe food for your family, and you want an ag commissioner that's focused on the economy of Texas, and you want them focused on bringing the best for the consumers that are out there, which is in your community. Uh, well, thank you so much, Kim. I, w- I appreciate you it so welcome. much. You are welcome. Thank you for best taking time. Luck. And remember, you know, your voice is in your vote. So let's use our voice and get out there and vote October the 22nd, y'all. All right, folks, that's our segment for today. I hope you all enjoyed learning more about what the Agriculture Commissioner does. And now you will know who is on your ballot and what they do and who you would like to vote for. Uh, Don't forget, early voting begins October 22nd through November 2nd. Election day is November 6th. Don't forget to check out our voter info page. We are updating around the clock on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So make sure you're following us on all forms of social media and checking out our website. The voter info page will be updated by October 22nd by early voting period. So you can check your polling location, um, see some graphics to compare candidates, and, um, you know, listen to any of the uh, political candidate interviews that we have. So make sure you check that out. All right, folks, um, let's get educated, let's get wiser, and let's get out and vote. Until next time.